Hello, welcome back, or if not, first timers, to the most awkward podcast in history. This is a no self control podcast with special guest Larry Ortega. What's up? How's it going? Hey, and then as usual, I got other Rick with me. Hello. Nice, thanks, thanks. And then <laughs> first time, oh no, 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 not first time, the second time ever on the podcast. We got Sam. <laughs> Hello. Hey. So we, we got some juicy hey. stuff. Uh, we were talking about uh, missed opportunities and different stories, and Larry's going to take it away with a, a really good story he was telling us. Take it away. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on here. I'll try to be as, as juicy and detailed as I can. As plucked as Perry. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I was saying that... Uh, uh, my, my, my guitarist and, uh, vocalist for my ex band, uh, he was very, very chatty with people when he would meet them. And for some reason he would always, uh, run into celebrities and rock stars, you know, gone on a night out. Yeah. And he got the chance to meet, uh, Mike Spritzer from Double Driver, which is pretty cool. And he told us, you know, Hey, you know, he, he's, he digs what we're doing and wants to give us uh, a listen and maybe work with us in the, in the future. I was like, I was like, cool. I like, I mean, I'm not a big Devil Driver fan, but I know who they are, and and I know how much, you know, how much opportunity that could bring for us to work with someone like that. And I was, I wasn't, I wasn't sure what I was doing the day of, but I know that they invited me to go over to Mike's place, and and which is really cool. He actually lives in Torrance, um, but I think it was like his family house. What the hell? And. And he has like a a little studio in, in the back uh, part of his house. It's like we could record guitar, vocals, pretty much everything except drums. And I showed up like maybe an hour after they were already there. And, and yeah, I walked in and met Mike and, and said, what's up? And he gave us a little tour of the studio. And he was showing us like this unreleased country slash metal thing they were doing. I think it just got released like sometime in the middle of last year uh-huh. and he's like yeah we're trying to like you know get our roots in of like like you know johnny cash and stuff like that's like very, not really metal but but somehow it works and he's like you guys want to you know like, want to you know take a listen and i'm like fuck yeah like let's let's hear it and, and yeah he played us like one or two songs and it was no vocals it was just just the music and, and it sounded really dope it's like it's like a really cool combination of like country bluegrass but but with metal and, and, and just I don't know, it just worked, right? And it sounded really cool. And we we just hung out for a bit and we just kinda of talked about how um, you know, maybe in the future we could see if our music is something that he'd be willing to 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 work with and maybe, you know, possibly record and produce there. And we're like, yeah, let's 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 do it. And we were all excited and everything, you know, was kind of like, you know, picking up momentum and we're really hyped to do it. And so we decided to maybe put maybe eight to ten songs together, like brand new songs, so we can present it to him. And as time went on, you know, like always, you know, we got we, some of us got lazier than others and it just didn't happen as fast as we could. And we try to set a goal. And I think uh, out of anyone, I was probably trying to push it, you know, 
more towards like, hey, we got to try to meet this deadline of getting these songs done so we can have something to present before the end of the year. And I think this was like, I want to say maybe late 2000, I want to say 19 or, yeah, like 2019, somewhere around there, I think. Wow. Um, no, no, it was probably like earlier uh, 2019 and and it just never happened, right? And we never got the, the material ready enough. And unfortunately, my singer is kind of like one of those people that, wants to have control over everything. So um, kind of never really came, stayed in track and in touch with the with Mike. And so I was like, hey, so what's going to go on? Like, are we going to meet up with him anytime soon? And he's like, oh, well, you know, there's just certain ways to do this. You can't, like, seem desperate and you can't just, you know, hit him up. I'm like, well, yeah, but we're a band who wants to get famous. Like, we can't just be sitting around and just hoping that he's going to, Help us out one day. We gotta, we gotta give them some stuff to listen to, and and unfortunately, it just kept taking longer and longer and longer, and you know, it kind of just went from oh, we're gonna record with Devil Driver to uh, he's just there if if he's still interested, and you know, we'll see. We finish these songs, we'll see what happens, and it really bummed me out because it's like, well, we can't just have someone there who's willing to do it. Like you can't wait on those things, and because we waited too long, it just never ended up happening. And we just sat on like eight songs that were almost done with no vocals, and we never even presented to him. Not even one or two songs, because unfortunately, you know, my my singer thought that it was best just to wait until it was the right time, which is there is never is the right time in in anything, and especially in the music business, you gotta like kind of hit it hard as soon as you can, because then those people lose interest, and you know, it was like probably a year um, after we talked to him that we came up with those songs and we never even finished them because like I said, sometimes there there isn't enough time, but also certain egos get in the way and that, that's kind of what led to me leaving. So that's why I left the band because just stuff wasn't getting done. It was really, really, <laughs> it sucked, man. Trust me, because like I said, I'm not a big fan of, of, of Devil Driver, but I'm a, I'm a fan and, and I respect what they do. And so to have that opportunity to work with him like would have been great, and 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 just the fact that he's so close. Like it's not like we're going to, you know, like New York or or Seattle or or Mexico. Like he's like literally right here in, in L.A. So yeah, it would have been really really cool to do. And and like I was telling I was telling Rick earlier that when I was uh you know just walking and just talking like we always do is that if. If we would have just presented something, it could have led to somewhere, you know. We can't you can't always expect things to turn out right right away. And I think that's what leads to you kind of like not taking that shot because you just want things to turn out perfect the right time around. It's like that usually is not how it happens. Especially in music, like you know how many times bands have like three, four demos of the same songs before they actually put out an album? It's like it's really, really common. But fortunately, you know, it didn't happen. But at least I could say, hey, we almost work with, with Mike from Double Driver. And <laughs> yeah. we almost did it. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much the, the whole thing. I mean, we never got to see him again after that. Well, at least I didn't. And I don't know if the guys have kept touch with him after I left the band. But I mean, like there's a lot of a lot of opportunities that we had, like with certain people, but that was probably one of the more like uh prominent I guess 
well, not just prominent, but the more likely situations that would happen. Because we were like, I literally met the guy, you know, and I met, and I know where he. Well, I don't remember where he lives, but I went to his place, and you know, we got introduced, and it yeah. was, it was, it was just a matter of us just, you know, just actually showing them that we're, you know, the real deal, but it never happened. Hot damn. Yeah. Do you think that's what happens with with a bunch of bands in the scene where they just get discouraged because they can't ever finish anything and then they just, like, drop everything? Uh, I think that's just... That's that's human nature, but you got to kind of, like, like, fight through that. And I... I, uh, One of the big things I've always dealt with, even when I... Like, my earlier, you know, projects is that you kind of have to let go of the whole... Like everything needs to be perfect and everything needs to be exactly, you know, sound great right away. Or yeah, I think yeah. people chase that that too much. And like I, I was talking to my my. Um, luckily, I'm really good friends with my ex bandmates from my other band. Uh, I used to be in a band called Scythe, and my drummer. I was hanging out with him this weekend, um, and we still jam every now and then. But we were talking about how how you know Metallica. We were talking about Metallica is like the band for everyone, right? Like one of the bands. Yeah. And, yeah. You listen to the early stuff. Like I don't know if you guys uh, uh, get on Spotify a lot, but they put all the deluxe edition for for like Ride the Lightning and Master of Puppets, Kill 'Em All, and it has mm-hmm. a lot of live shows and a lot of demos or different versions of the songs. And a lot of those songs sound really horrible. <laughs> they sound bad. Like, but the thing is, they're so raw, and they and they have like a hook, and they're catchy and. They're just good song, like a good song, no matter what. Like that's why when you go to backyard, someone could play a really bad version of "Seek and Destroy," but everyone's gonna sing along and still fucking love it. You yeah, know I mean? yeah. And, and so that's kind of what they were doing, but for themselves, you know, setting up that whole uh, structure of like this is a good song, but we just haven't got to that point yet. And and the, Metallica, I think, came out with is a perfect example. They came out with two, three demos of like almost the same songs and they just kept getting better and better because they kept adding members, uh, kept getting better and, and James was more comfortable with his voice and got to that point where they were just to- like uh they were they were tweaking it, they were making sure, you know, making sure they got it to the point where it was like, this is a really, really good song now. And I, a lot of people tend to forget about like, hey, we're, we'll get there eventually. You can't expect to be, you know, at that point, we're already a lot of bands. They started off really bad. Like a lot of ba- a lot of their early stuff sucks. But like Anthrax. Uh, oh. Well, no, no, they're okay. Okay, their early stuff's alright. But they're they they're out. You know, it's funny you say that because Anthrax to me is like they're probably like the lower tier out of the out of the big four. <laughs> big four. I think yeah, I think everyone thinks that. that. Yeah. Hey, I guess shut up. All right. <laughs> <laughs> But but they but they have really good songs like that. A good songs go a long way. I think they're catchy, dude. Yeah, I think a lot of bands like forget. You gotta you gotta think about the song. You gotta think about how to write a song. Riffs riffs no matter yeah. will come later, you know. But if you have a good song, like it, it doesn't really matter. Um, well, it, it does matter the riffs. But I mean, if you have good riffs and a good song, like there's yeah. no there's no way you're not gonna make it unless you just implode from not being able to be a band together. Yeah. Yeah, that's some pretty deep stuff. Yeah, Larry. I, I feel like I was just attended a church session. Like, it was poetic. <laughs> I mean, like, like, as from another band, too, like us, 
It, it makes a lot of sense. And it hits well, home, I think. It hits well, home. yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I try to, I try to, like, I wish more bands were more honest about stuff that happens behind the scenes because they don't, they always sugarcoat shit. And I don't like it. I don't like when, yeah. when people do that. Like, I don't, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, we, we, I still talk to those guys and we're like li- literally when I left my band, like they did, they didn't hit me up. My bandmates didn't say, how you doing? Like, even though they would be like, Hey, you know, we're brothers and you know, we're going to, you know, back each other up all the time. And it's like, yeah, you, you have camaraderie with your, your, your bandmates. But you know, when you feel like you have a connection with people, like you want to be able to separate that, you know, because if they're really your friends and they'll, you know, because I'm still friends with my other bandmates, and there was no difference there. And I feel like it 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 helps a lot to hear the truth from people. Because I I don't I I always think about like you know what worked in my in my bands, what didn't. You know, even to this point right now, like I'm in a cover band, and yeah, sure, like it's just a cover band, and it's not a real band, but but we we all kind of share the same love for it. Oh, it's a lot easier to communicate, a lot easier to get stuff done, and and it goes a long way because I think a lot of people don't understand how hard, how hard it is to even be in a band sometimes because it's yeah, like, wait, what's it's that like cover band? Or what do you know? Oh, it's uh, it's embryonic. It's embryonic. Do uh, Sepultura covers, just the good stuff. Nothing uh, from the Dreadlock era. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't play Troops of Doom, Sam. You can. You can. You can smile. Sigh of relief. <laughs> yeah, that's a. That's our. That's our song. If we have nothing else to play. Yeah. But we haven't played it live yet, so. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's a cool it's a cool thing and I and I dig it and I've always wanted to do it and I think I've had more success with this band that I've had with my previous band just because it's just a lot smoother. I think you you got to be straight up with people when you do music like this. But also, like, straight up with yourself, too. Like, what do you want out of it? There's nothing wrong with being in a band just because you want to be a band. Like, I was telling uh, uh, Rick earlier, too, that uh, I think uh, a lot of bands nowadays, as soon as you become a band, it's like, let's be big. Like, let's make it. And, like, you know, and it's like, well, yeah. they, you could still be a band and just make good music. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's true. What's it like being in a? But, uh, I don't know. What about you guys? You guys ever had like any, any opportunities that maybe you should have took, or as a band or as a musician? Ooh. Uh, I don't know, Sam. Do you think? Because I'm pretty clueless to like anything really. I mean, uh, honest. Well, yeah. Obviously, there's. Uh, I think sometimes we waste a lot of our time. Uh, in. Like I guess in my case, you get discouraged sometimes, and then you just kind of drift away from it and want to do something else, and then you go do something else, and then something else sparks sparks it again in you, and then you get that same feeling that you had when you were younger, when you wanted to, you know, just play music and have fun, and I think that's what it should be about, and I think uh, we kind of just. As we get older, we kind of have to like make decisions on on our futures and stuff like that. And I mean, of course, it's a dream for every single band to make it, but I think it's 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 more important to like have fun and remember why you did it. You 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 wanted to do it in the first place. But I think yeah, there there's uh, there's uh, like 
just opportunities that we didn't take, or at least I didn't take, to finish the material as fast as uh, I guess I could. I think I think you have a good point there too, because um, you kind of just like I'm really big on history of bands, yeah, and I and I never get tired of watching like uh, documentaries and behind the music kind of stuff. I I I love that stuff, but I feel yeah. like you kind of have no choice nowadays. There's too many things to not only distract you, but it's not like back in the '70s or like all you did was just just like sit like sit around and do nothing <laughs> except just play music, you know skate or bike to your friend's place or something because there's no cell phones yeah exactly no internet. and it's easier back then i think to just focus just yeah, on that definitely especially right now like there's so much going on like I, I don't know how many bands are gonna even stick around i mean did you guys see that whole thing with john schaefer from ice Earth? Oh, yeah. yeah we were just talking about I it i think his career is done with the band I mean, as a band me- as a band member, yeah, but maybe yeah. as a political figure, not he's probably gonna do something with that. <laughs> it just started for him as a political figure. Yeah, I mean, I get that's all his decision and that's his life and stuff. But I mean, that's gonna that I'm pretty sure he. Kind of, I don't know if he knew or not that that was gonna affect his musical career, but it, it's gonna affect his musical career for sure. Mm, yeah, definitely. Well, I think it's different now because it's so out there because of social media. Yeah. And, and, and especially, like, back in the day, if there was a rumor about anything, it usually didn't really affect anyone because it was just kind of, like, in the background. Um, you know, like, uh, I'm a really big Nirvana fan, and, and it's everyone says, like, oh, you know, Courtney Love made Kirk do heroin, yeah. made him kill himself. And it's like, whether you think he... He got killed by her or someone that she hired. It doesn't matter that because he was already a really bad addict before all that, before all the fame. He was already into her before any of that stuff happened. So it's like, but people knew about it, but they just didn't. It wasn't out there, you know. Like nowadays, celebrities put it out there because they decide to. It's not like, you know, nothing's really like a secret anymore. It's just pre-planned, pre-like determined. And then they get better, and and then oh okay, now they made a comeback. <laughs> and yeah. You know, let's let's cheer for them. But 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 I guess I was getting off the point. So the the it's easier I think for for bands to kind of I think that's why you see a lot of good bands come out from the Midwest, and you see yeah. a lot of bands oh, yeah, come yeah. come over here because they already they already they already have that mentality of. We have nothing else better to do, and we want to come out to LA or New York and and, and make it. Because yeah, I know, are you, I, I'll, I didn't mean to interrupt, but go for it. No, no. Oh well, well, let's say the same thing. Like I think, uh, life in LA is pretty fast. So, I think in LA we kind of forget a lot, or LA any any major like city city, uh, we kind of forget uh, about the music sometimes, and then there's too much stuff going on around the city like a major city and unlike the midwest towns or or, you know where they just like kind of lay back relax and actually think or do things that they actually like doing and enjoy it more so it's not it's not like a it's not like they get caught up in all the 
just the the big city stuff and they just enjoy the moment and stuff like that and i think like that gives them more passion and then they stick out from uh with that yeah because you could see the passion that they have for just playing music and it's like it doesn't matter like you know what kind of metal they play or whatever it's like oh you know it's it, we're all the same we just play you play uh we just play our instruments and have fun and i think that's what really stands out from them a lot and they have an advantage on that on on every single like major city of band, it's a yeah. problem. Yeah, I, I, no, yeah, I think I think it shows a lot too. And, and bands yeah. that are from the city is because they there's like it's weird how bands now that come from like middle America have more rawness and grit than bands that oh. come from the city. Yeah, <laughs> it's so weird because like they th they throw harder, Hell they play yeah. harder. And and here in the in, in LA, especially, I think you see it a lot. It's like it's almost like every band has to like has to pose, yeah. and 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 they have they have all these like you know they're trying to do all these weird things that they just don't because you can tell they're like trying too hard. It's basically the LA like everyone tries way too hard, and and it shows. And then um, like <laughs> there's no there's no other way to distinguish anyone in within the LA scene. Because everyone wears the same shit. <laughs> Dude, <right>. it's true. <laughs> and so it's it's very it's very easy to get kind of like lumped up with everyone. But even in, like even in the Midwest, like the attitude's so like it's, it's so different. It's different. Yeah. The way they approach it is different. Yeah. I know that. That's why. Uh, I mean, rest in peace, Riley. But that's why I really liked Power Trip because. Oh yeah. They 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 were the perfect example of like. They came and just they they were just coming out strong, but they had been but they've been putting in work for a long time. And I, I like I said, that's why I like watching old old stuff, uh, reading about bands. And I watched those old videos of Power Trip, like basically before they even were Power Trip, and they just have that drive. And and because they come from like, it's funny for us to say, oh, like all oh, you. You know, you're from the Midwest because we just think, oh, we think farmers and, and, and rednecks. Yeah, right? yeah. But that's not really what it is. It's just they just live in places that are nothing but green trees and stuff. But they, they like you said, they, they have more passion for it because they have nothing to look like. We have, we're so lucky. We're so spoiled. Like, we have so many fucking things to do over here. Hell yeah, we have, like, you go into the city and or anywhere around here, like, if nothing was closed right now, they'd probably be like, five breweries I can go to right now. Yeah. Know? And you can go to on the weekend, you could go to maybe five, ten shows in, in the in LA. The beach and is like fifteen minutes away. Yeah. You got, every, you everything's got here. Knott's Berry Farm, fucking Disneyland. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> close by. Yeah. Everything's close by. And but see with 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 a band like Power Trip, they they can kind of just focus on that and they know what they want out of their music they know what they want to do there's no bullshit there's no there's no extra hey this is this is what we're trying to prove it's just like no this we're a band who has nothing else better to do and so we just focus on that and like and like i said they're just because they're from the midwest doesn't mean that they're not just as into it as we are and I, it's funny to me to see a band like that that comes from the midwest and just schools everyone else, like yeah. in, in LA and anywhere else, really. And they hold it up because I've seen them twice, 
and before Riley passed away. And I know yeah. the last time I saw him, they played with uh, the Exodus and Obituary. And, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, to me personally, I love Exodus and I love Obituary, but to me, they stole the show. You know, they they really they really put off this energy of like, um, kind of reminds me of um, what I how I would see Metallica in the early days or, or Sepultura and yeah. just. It's like raw. It's raw and it's real. It's not fake. It's not planned. It's not like, oh, hey, we're, we're trying to prove something. It's just it's just really, literally like, hey, we're writing music that we fucking like. And we're not going to prove to anyone that we're metal or not. Like, if you fucking like it, you like it. If you yeah. don't, then that's cool. Just go listen to something else. You know what? And that kind of leads into another thing, too, where uh, I think, a, like, well, I brought this up with the other guys, too, but like a couple years back. Where a lot of these bands from the '80s, these metal bands that started everything, they're gonna retire. Like, they're they're gonna they're gonna stop playing in 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 a couple years. Like, obviously yeah. after the after this virus or in this virus, who knows? They might just like call it quits. Like, all right, that's it, because they're already too old. Like, it's a lot. It takes a lot of energy for you to play heavy metal on stage and stuff like that besides the touring and stuff like that so i think it, it mm-hmm. gives a lot it gives a lot of room for newer bands to step up and you know to bring in a whole new wave of like thrash metal or heavy metal and then just just to establish itself as like who knows maybe the next metallica the next this the next that but for a different whole generation so it, it, it's i think the next couple years are going to be pretty exciting for the newer bands where i think I think now is a is, is a time where they should be, they should have a lot more uh, drive or energy to to release their music because it you know it's a new it's a, it's just a new wave it's a new wave. Well, it literally is gonna be because like yeah. society's kind of paused right now. So whatever comes after this is gonna be. I think it's kind of even though it sounds a little uh, harsh, it's like everything else that that came before this really really isn't gonna matter really. And it's like, what else can we offer now when we get back yeah. to it? True. Yeah. Pretty much. Especially when shows come back. It's all, everyone's going to be uh, so uh, uh, play-starved to, uh, to perform. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. It's People are going to be, gonna be jumping off the walls, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to re-conquer stage fright. Oh, yeah. That's going to suck. Hey, hey, I was at that. I was at that power trip show with Exodus and Obituary, and uh, and and they did what do you call it? Like pretty much steal the show. I'd I'd gone there not really knowing who like power trip was at all. I, I'd gone for this other band that was opening called Dust Bowl. I think they're from France or Germany. I think they're from France. I was like, oh yeah, these guys. I had, I got like two of their CDs. Like, oh, they're cool. They're probably coming from Europe over here. They opened, and they kind of. I mean, the audience reaction was kind of like stale, dude. It was like for Dust Bolt? You know, like, yeah, for Dust Bolt. It was like so so. Like there's no pits or nothing. But like Powership played right after them. And then after that, like people just came out of nowhere really. And then like just, you know, like pit broke out and stuff. Their set was like amazing. Well, I think that's just that just goes to show you like you need that new blood. Even though they're, you know, not, not relatively new, but um, they they just have that, I don't know. That's that that thing, that extra X factor. 
that like spark and that yeah exactly and it makes you like you can feel it you know like you when you see good bands which is like why i like listening to new bands to begin with because it gives you something different to look forward to and it's just it it shows you something else to listen to even though it might be similar to what you're already into but yeah. if you hear a band for the first time you've never heard of them whether it be live or maybe a cd it's like there's no better feeling than like wow i found a new band like this is fucking cool like it reignites I, the fire of listening oh yeah definitely yeah I don't, yeah i i feel that a lot too because lately for a long while kind of um i've just been bouncing on and off of listening to metal music because i think like when you play it and you hear other people playing it like especially like either at a show or touring or whatever i've i've grown for the listening experience to start to become kind of stale like it's not the same anymore you know what's, you know what's funny though is like uh we 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 say that and everything but then once we play that one show again then that's when we remember it's like oh this is why i i i like playing heavy metal yeah yeah or like, this is why i like playing background backyard shows and stuff like that yeah it's it's only when we're playing where we remember like why we're doing it in the first place yeah yeah like it's very fun to play and i i don't know at times i feel like i don't know not like that i've grown out of the phase of it because i still listen to it but i just feel like at times that I'm, I'm listening to a different version of the same band sometimes, if that makes sense. I think uh, I kind of understand what you're saying, because if, um, if I listen to a band a lot, mm-hmm. and I, I, it's a band that I love, let's say, for example, um, let's say Megadeth. You know, I, I, I really like Megadeth's early stuff. Yes. And I, I really... I can I can listen to the newer stuff, but if I'm not in the right mood, or I'm not in the right state of mind, like I I feel like sometimes it's not that I don't like listening to a band. It's just it doesn't. It's almost like it just becomes background noise. Yeah, like yeah. It be, and it's just I'm just listening to it because that's just what I listen to, and it's not it's not like when I was a. Uh, I think it's just a matter of like it's not something that you have like it's not something that's inspiring you anymore the same way it did the first time around or maybe the second time around like you've had it part of your life for so long that it's just a part of you now but yeah. I think it kind of just goes to show you like if you're not if you're not feeling inspired by something that used to inspire you then maybe you need to find a new inspiration <laughs> or maybe you need just need to find uh why you don't like them that way anymore because it's yeah. kind of like it's a sign you know it's kind of like and I'm, I'm i'm very bad at, at, at metaphors or analogies but it's like if you're if you're in a relationship and you find yourself getting bored it's like it's kind of a sign telling you like hey you need to either like end this relationship or you need to find out what you liked about this person in the first place and that's kind of goes back to um what was being said before is like you kind of have that uh, moment where you find yourself being motivated again and you have that like that love for it again that passion and you have to kind of like 
find a way to harness that that moment and that feeling and keep it inside of you like it's, it's like a fire it's literally a fire yeah. like a fire inside of you you got to keep feeding it keep feeding it so that way you can enjoy something even more because that's why i like listening to like little bootlegs and a live video that no one's seen and um because it, it keeps things interesting and then i'm i go down a rabbit hole and then when i come back to that you know let's say let's say i've been listening to uh a rise by sepultura in like five months because i've been listening to everything else and oh you know max has a side band and uh the drummer's doing something else over here and oh i never seen this live video before or oh hey that they, they were you know influenced by this band and I go on these different, you know, adventures of different parts of their, their history, and then I get back to that album, and it sounds fresh to me. I'm like, okay, I kind of see what they were getting at, and oh, this this song, I forgot about the song, and and then, but also I think what matters a lot too, for musicians especially, is like where you're at in life too, because right now, I think it's a dangerous time. Not only for human beings, like in general, but for musicians specifically, since we are musicians, it's like yeah. it's very easy to get like uh, depressed and and very overwhelmed because musicians need to be out doing shit. Like that's just the way we are. Even if you're introverted, yeah. you need to be out doing stuff because you get you get stagnant, but also you your your soul breaks down. Like that's why you see a lot of people like, and it's sad, but musicians are going to be getting in very dangerous situations, but also you're going to see a lot of musicians passing away simply because there's nothing to do right now. And like their will is going to like go down. And I think you, you have to find your, a way to get your will to be as strong as possible, get that motivation. Um, and, it, and it might even be like, you, you know, we might be metal musicians, but if you'd like to play other music, like there's nothing wrong with maybe giving that a shot and, or listening to new types of music, maybe in like, maybe yeah. even convincing yourself, like, hey, I don't, need, I don't need a front and pretend like I don't like uh, the Strokes. <laughs> like I'm gonna yeah. listen to the Strokes. <laughs> you know what's you funny? Know? It's like that—that's the new thing nowadays. Or, where like back in the days, like let's say like '80s and stuff like that, they had barely invented metal. Like that—that that was all they listened to. Their drive, like let's say from like the '70s rock, and just rock and roll in general. That's that's like all they had, but then it's it's different now because now we have this wide variety of music that we can listen to that can inspire us, and we can implement it into this into our music that we specifically play and love hearing. So it's a whole different it's a whole different field now. Yeah, I, I get I get what you're saying. It's like there's too much to going. Uh, there's too much around us that we're not focused on just one. Like exactly. influence and like yeah. one, like back then you know you had every band and in, in in the united states for the most part was influenced by the british invasion yeah and, and so or british uh have yeah, the what's it called the new wave of the wave of metal? british heavy metal yeah. yeah yeah so they they took that and added their spin to it was like back and forth right like you had yeah. you know united states uk back and forth back and forth and now here I think there's just so much music. It's almost there like is. it's like if if we needed to, if we wanted to make a new like revolution in music, we would almost have to like. And I'm I'll get to what I'm about to say because it might be controversial, but 
I it, I feel like we need to start over. Like almost like if we let's say one day we just erased all the music in the world. Yeah. And we only have memory of how it's supposed to sound and we start from scratch. I think whatever comes after is going to be really great because we're like going to have to kind of like live up to what we knew and but eventually we're not gonna have any new influences except for what we make in the beginning so it might cause a really in a different way to write music but what i was gonna say is that as much as i hate to say it like i feel a lot of it has to do with the fact that we have so many you know use they use the word a lot legacy bands yeah you have all these bands that just don't go away like we're gonna have our Third yeah. world for Led Zeppelin, the, the Who. It, yeah, and it's like they're not really gone, right? And you're exactly how you're saying, like back in the 70s, 60s, these bands only had a certain group of a certain group of type of music that they listened to. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, but now we have so many bands that are still around. <laughs> bands, like, artists, yeah. Yeah, like it's trippy. You have like Led Zeppelin, uh, or let's say, uh, let's say Queen, because Queen probably is. Yeah. Uh, the one band's a little more put together. But uh, or let's say the Rolling Stones. Yeah, the, from the Rolling Stones oh, yeah. to Metallica to Rage Against the Machine to Slipknot. Now, like these are bands that, like for the most part, they have the same members. They've been around for such a long time, and you're going from a band that was from the early '60s to a band that's like from the 2000s, and and these bands still exist. So it's kind of like it's weird because you're like, hey. We want new bands to arise, but they really can't get through because there's so many bands that are still taking those slots up. And until those bands go away... We need or, new stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and as controversial as it sounds, a lot of these... We're going to have to die before we have like a completely new uh, playing field of music, like a whole new level of music. Because yeah. Yeah. if they feel, don't, the they're going to keep playing. Yeah, definitely. Because well, it goes back to the term... It's just dad rock. Well, yeah, most of it is, yeah. yeah. It's just stuff that our parents listen to. It's like, yeah, it's good and everything. We grew up with that, and that's what kind of inspired us, too. But, I mean, we're not just going to listen to the same group of songs because who who the hell are we going to go see to play these songs that we like? Like, they're not going to be around anymore in, like, a couple years from now. Yeah. Well, not only that, but it's... The thing is, you don't have those bad, like you're not seeing Metallica from 1984. You're not exactly, seeing the Rolling Stones yeah. from 1968. So it's not the same energy. We like, want, we exactly. want to have our own Rolling Stones. We want to have our own Metallica, yeah. but we don't. We need to see the attitude in the, that, that 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 they had when they were in the 70s, the 80s, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's and that's honestly that's why that's why old people, old people. Well, that's why uh, people that grew up with it. Go yeah. to the shows, and that's why people that like them now, like younger kids, like us or younger, yeah. they go see them because they they they're they're not seeing they're not into the Rolling Stones old. They're into the Rolling Stones young. So yeah, yeah. They're exactly. they're 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 being nostalgic, even though they never were there. They were never that's, part of that. It's a very good point. No, and I think that's just it's that's just what we do. But I think it, it causes like you're basically. Making like a a, a a never ending loop of fans that are just not gonna go anywhere except that same that same uh, fan base and it doesn't it's like I remember hearing on I what was the podcast I forgot um I was listening to that metal suck oh, no no was it metal sucks yeah metal sucks and they were having a discussion about how 
there can't be a big band anymore. Like, let's say, you know, uh, like Nirvana or Rage Against the Machine. In that sense, like even though Rage, Rage Against is still is still but, around, but yeah. but they're not gonna be that same like level of like just nasty popularity. And they were like the one band, I guess, the very one of the best last huge band. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, that we're never gonna have that because you don't have kids that are like in the same group anymore. Like, and and it was funny because they were comparing it to like. Every great musical genre or group that comes out usually has a, a, a drug that goes with it. Like, there's its kids, and then they all do the same drug, and they go listen to the same music. And then they create good music. But it's, it's, but they're like, the thing now, though, is that you have, like, let's say the probably biggest thing that came out within the last 10 years that wasn't rock was probably, like, you know, techno EDM music. Oh, hell and, yeah. Bad. And and they, you know, they did drugs too, but it's not. They weren't being creative. They weren't no. doing something with that, you know. And and I like the point that there's basically there's the point is that there's no one specific like focus anymore. It's just everywhere. And there's there there. That's why there can't be another big band anytime soon because it's just not going to happen without that that whole fan base. Coming together and 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 it growing very very, you know, it basically it going from uh, grassroots to becoming this whole big thing because it, you have so many. Not only do you have so many genres, you have so many subgenres. You have nine, and then you have artists that go off solo. Then you have artists that that are like only big on YouTube or only big on SoundCloud, and they all have their own little fan bases. So it, like it's almost like every everyone's like a Everyone's in their own little clique, and everyone's in their own little group, and they're not combining. Nobody wants to combine. Nobody wants to like just focus on one thing. And that that's why you can't have another big band like that. Well, I mean, there's bands that are big, but they're not. You're not gonna have that it's one like band. That, yeah, you're not gonna have that one band that's gonna just be on the on every single TV station, every single radio station. Um, and it sucks. It sucks. But I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like, unless we get rid of all these bands. I'm not saying we should make plan for that, but if, <laughs> if it happens, eventually, within like the next couple of years, 30, 40 years, um, yeah. we're gonna see a lot of cool bands coming out of it. Because right now, it sucks for us as ba- as as bands now because you can only get up to a certain point, and then yeah. you, then you're stuck. Like you can't go beyond. You're never gonna see Power Trip if, if I mean, I don't know. Hopefully, I mean, you, you know, can anymore. Like, well, rid- yeah. Well, I was gonna say it, maybe they might get another singer. I, I, I have hope they will because I feel like, yeah. in my eyes, they're like the whole ACDC thing. Where like they had Bond Scott die, and it's possible they could get another singer. That's true. And just like you know, blow up even more. But what I was gonna say is that Power Trip, even at the popular, the highest popularity. They weren't gonna be on a higher bill than Exodus. They weren't. They're never gonna be on a higher bill than Sepultura. They can never do that. That doesn't happen anymore. Like this doesn't happen where, you know, you can have Power Trip, um, be the headliner, but you're not ever. You're never gonna ban- have a band surpass the bands that we have out now because they're legacy. They're they're big bands that are just gonna always be on the top of the bill. They're never gonna let the band 
be like, hey, yeah, go ahead and, and close out the show. Like, no, because they have a reputation to keep. So that's why I have to get to that point where there's no more bands that are headlining anymore. And it's just bands that are working their way to the top. That's true. Damn, Larry coming in with the facts today. It's true. Hey. Yeah. It's very true. Oh yeah, dude. I have a lot of time to think and I have a lot of time to read sometimes. Too much. <laughs> Especially right now. Yeah. Now that uh the pandemic oh, I was gonna say, oh, what are the what are you doing now that obviously we can't perform live? Like have you taken up any hobbies or anything since the you know the whole thing going down? Me personally, I I'm just trying to work out more because <laughs> I I I like working out and I, but I also like uh, you know hiking and and just uh, just keeping busy. But I, as far as hobbies, I, I mean I already wanted to play bass, so like I wanted to learn how to play bass. I'm I'm learning a lot of Beatles songs, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, shout out to Paul McCartney because a lot of people don't know he's a really good bass player. Yeah. And. They're not easy to play, to be honest. It's kind of it's trippy how how hard his bass parts are. Cool. Um, but as far as any other, anything else, not really. I'm just trying to catch up on any movies I haven't seen, and I'm a big I'm a big movie buff, and I'm nice. a big uh, you know, you know, uh, I like. I'm I'm not gonna say I'm a snob or anything, but I do like watching, you know, films that. You know, kind of like, you know, either they they move you or they kind of teach you something. And I, I saw recently saw The Sound of Metal. I don't know if you guys heard of that movie. It has a. I really recommend it. If any one of you guys has, was it on Prime? Amazon oh, Prime. Okay, cool, cool. Oh yeah, yeah shout out to Amazon Prime. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but it's it has Riz Ahmed. He plays a a, a drummer for like a they're like a noise band and. The, the movie's about him losing his, his hearing and how he goes from being a musician to just being a deaf person, pretty much. Wow. And so his whole life changes. His whole life changes. It's crazy. It's very, it's very fucking... Uh, it's almost like a... It's basically a life lesson to him. You're watching him go through all this. and It shows you how much we can't take something for granted because like, once it gets taken away, like you're, you're fucked and you have to deal with it can't yeah. escape it really yeah um but yeah i mean i'm just being a dad you know i have my kid he's turning he just turned four hey and, nice. hey nice yeah, mazel Happy birthday. And, yeah. and he's uh he's he's a handful so i'm just trying to be a better dad trying to motivate myself to write more music um and yeah just like i'm just honestly my hobby right now is just enjoying life as much as i can as much as this shit sucks that's good. We're dealing with the pandemic. Like, I'm just trying my best to fill my time with the people I love and and not take shit for granted. You know, like I highly recommend people to be safe. And I'm not saying go out there and yeah. you know rub elbows with people and be all sweaty. But yeah. um, I still go see some of my friends. Like, I I try to be as careful as possible, social distance, wear a mask. Yeah. And I still go hang on my family. Cause, dude, like. I of all the people that have been dying recently and some people I know like personally you know some of my family members have been going through this shit too and it's like I don't want to feel like I'm like oh you know I'm going to be you know too like scared or also just I'm going to just wait until things get a little better it's like you know 
it's okay to like to break the rules a bit. No, it's like the government's gonna come knocking on your door. Um, and it's like because you don't know what's gonna happen tomorrow, man. Like you you don't want to just live in that life of regret. You know, going back to the miss opportunity thing. It's like you want to make sure you take advantage of the time you got because any any fucking time, you're you're it your might be your up. day. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. You're man. gonna clock out without you even knowing it, and so you got to make sure that you take advantage of it. Yeah. What about you guys? I'm curious to, to see what you guys have been up to. What you got, have you guys got into... Well, I mean, this is cool. Are you doing this? I don't know if there's anything else you guys are up to. I mean, dude, I, I like... I uh, I draw a lot, like an insane amount. That's like the main thing, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I kind of just watch TV and and read. That's pretty much it. Like, read comics and shit. Oh, sick. Any good comics you've been reading right now? Uh, there was one I was reading, um, not too long ago called Ibitsu, and it's, like, about a, uh, oh. like, a a ghost that's, like, a, dressed up in a wedding dress that's, like, haunting people, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty horrific. It gave me nightmares, no lie, <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's, like, the main one I'm reading right now. Is that, like, a traditional, like, like, you know how Japan has a lot of ghost stories and... Uh, um, like all these folk tales. Yeah, it's it's uh I think it's inspired by a folk tale, but it's more um modern. There was um another book I read too called No Longer Human that Loki kind of like changed my uh mentality on depression. Uh, the author was uh writing the uh these stories, but he would um try to commit suicide because he had really bad clinical depression, and um. Damn. Damn. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucked because this final book he wrote, No Longer Human, is basically his life story told through the eyes of a, a character. And um, even throughout that book, he's trying to commit suicide, but he keeps failing until um, after that book was released, he succeeded in drowning himself at like 32. What the? Yeah, really amazing book, though. Like, Way to bring the energy down. Yeah. No, well, the good thing about <laughs> it, <laughs> I know, I was like, damn, this is going to be really sad, but I really I really push people who are depressed to read it because especially from my point of view, relatability is the biggest thing in it. And it feels like when you're having depression and alone, it's hard for someone to relate to the issues at hand. And that oh, yeah. author really, like, drove home the the issue of depression and being young, you know, like in your twenties. Mm-hmm. So yeah, definitely recommend. That sounds cool, man. Yeah. What about you, Rick? Uh, I started cycling. Nice. Like for exercise, I got real into uh, like bi- bike riding. Um, multiple gear, not enough fixed gear. Um, but yeah, dude, it's like fun. It's like it's like cardio, but fun. Like, I like cardio, but I hate running. Yeah. But, so I feel like bike riding is more rewarding. You go farther distances, you know, like, kind of push yourself a little bit more. There's views. Like, bike, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, like, biking up hills is, like, a nightmare, but it's fun at the same time. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's, I've just been biking a lot. And then, it just, like, making stuff here and there, you know. Nice, nice. I've been reading much or nothing. 
<laughs> and uh, I just got back into what do you call it? Uh, learning classical guitar, I guess. Oh, cool. Cool, cool. And yeah, that's that's what I've been doing. Sam. That boy Sam though. Huh? I said that boy <laughs> Sam though. What have you been up to? Oh me? Yeah. I've been fired up to write music. Ooh. But I meant to play music. Like, Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had one of those like do, 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 sound effects, ah, but I dude. don't. Honestly. <laughs> because like because I've been having having to have to work, right? During the whole pandemic. And it's pissing me off. Like the whole system is pissing me off because Tell they find me. loopholes to keep everything open, and I'm like, I'm I'm fucking tired of it. Yeah, and it's it's so much hypocrisy inside a corporation where they just make up shit. Like they just make up shit, yeah. and and it's it's so obvious. But then again, because there's laws and everything, they just take advantage of it. And, and and it's just really pissing me off. So because of that, it's just it's it motivates me to just finish the album that we that we're working on and everything. And a lot of ideas just flow through my head because I'm pissed off in the whole system. So if anything, I think it's a realization. This whole pandemic is a realization that you know for me. That I gotta do something else because it's it, I, it's frustrating, man. It's really frustrating. So, and I and I and then I, I kind of found that I think music is the only way that or the only thing that actually brings me peace, or that brings me, or that gives me the uh, the satisfaction in life that you know that I've accomplished actually something that I wanted to do. In this earth, and well, that's that's what I've been with. Kind of, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I think I think that's good, man. Like, there's no other thing than than there's no other way to feel free uh, than writing music and performing. Yeah. I think it's really cool. It's like really personal, and I and I it is. I that's why I feel like a lot of people probably are. It kind of sucks for them, like not playing live and and not being able to like just the whole environment. Cause like I like, <laughs> trust me, man, I like to yeah. party, but <laughs> I don't. But oh, yeah. I also I also just like the environment of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like a ritual, you know. You get in your car, you you load up, get to the place, you scope out the, the venue. It's a lot of fun. The, yeah, yeah, and then you got you get you get to get your rage out, let it out, it's and. In some in some weird way, it brings you sanity. Oh hell yeah, definitely it does. Cause you like, like I was I was telling Rick as well on, on our walk. I was like, sometimes it's the like the way you are on stage, the way you perform. Sometimes it's your only outlet, and you get you get crazy as hell on yeah. the on stage. And then when you're back down to earth, you're like, okay, maybe you might be calm, or maybe you still might be crazy, but Just it's like your way. Yeah, yeah, but in that moment, you're 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 in your own place. You're in your zone. Yeah, it's very true. It's very it's very very uh, therapeutic to be honest. It is, especially yeah. especially if it means a lot to you. Yeah. 
<laughs> it just left everybody speechless. Yeah. I think like, I think everybody's on the same page. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna argue with that. I mean, it's... You're, you're hitting <laughs> home, Larry. You're hitting home. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, I, I think a lot. So. Yeah. You, you, it's like you're, you're hitting spots that we don't want to talk about. Well, that's all I'm about. That honestly, man, that's my thing. It's caused yeah. me a lot of trouble with my family members, <laughs> but it's also caught, got me in a lot of. You know, I, I I like to be straight up as much as I can. I think we're all entitled to our secrets and our, you know, yeah. our own our own little, um, I could say, solitude. You know, I'm not going to tell everyone everything, but I feel like uh, with shit that really matters, and, and, and especially nowadays, not, not to go too crazy off on this, but because we live in a digital age and social media, everyone kind of has, like, Almost like a, they're like a character themselves, you know. It's not really them, and I don't, I don't like that. Especially when, like, one of my favorite things to do is try to make people laugh at their jobs. Like, let's say if, like, if I'm, uh, let's say I'm at Target and I could tell someone's like hates their job and doesn't want to be there. It's like, I try to go out of my way to just kind of, even if they don't like respond to me, it's like I try to get them to break out of that habit, you know. Yeah. Cause it's so easy to get stuck in robot mode, and and also, I personally don't like it when someone just is just telling you what you want to hear, and they're not really going out of the way to be. I, you know, there's there was this one girl that I was really into, and yeah. I was trying to date her, but she she didn't want to go out with me because I used to go out with her sister, which is uh, true story. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean for it to turn out that way. <laughs> And she just got she got creeped out by it. Well, not creeped out. She's just like, hey, I like you, but I can't really like all the fact that you used to date my sister. It's kind of weird. Missed yeah, opportunity and I was like, hey. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one thing that she told me that, because, you know, she's still a cool person. I mean, we don't really stay in touch anymore. But when we did, she told me that um, being tr- uh she said telling the truth and being honest are two different things you know because if if you are really honest with someone then then you're going to be really critical like you're going to tell them something yeah. that might might not be what they want to hear you know the truth the truth can be anything the truth can honestly be anything depending on your situation so you can you can control the truth but to be honest with someone to be really open with someone it's yeah. a whole different ball game like and it 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 just it's just more i don't know it's just more rewarding and it's more it feels better to be honest with someone as much as you can anyways cuz then it's not you just bullshitting or trying to like um <laughs> we me and my uh my my but my my I keep calling him my drummer but it's my, one of my best friends so my my he's he's a uh, he was having like a little get together at his place this weekend, and mm-hmm. it was just me, him, and one of his friends, and my my girlfriend. We're just chilling, and we we're watching uh Kurt Hammett. Like it was like a, I think it was like an icons segment. He was just talking about how like pretty much from from when he started at being a musician to when he joined Metallica, and yeah. 
we couldn't help but make fun of him because like the way he talks is very pretentious right. and and we're like i can't take him seriously like even though i love him as a guitarist i think he's a great he might be a great person but there's people when they talk you could tell they're kind of full of it and and it's not cool because it doesn't it doesn't give you anything new like when someone's full of it and they're pretentious when you listen to them it's almost like they're saying nothing at all and yeah. i feel like when someone's really honest and they're being straight up with you because it's funny that Kerr hammett used to be friends with paul bailoff but i think paul bailoff's a more honest person than he is and even though paul bailoff was a mania but i'll probably listen more to him than i would kirk because he's just a more a more honest person more person who knows who they are and they're not just saying what they like it's like not calculated you know it's like they're being really really upfront with you yeah. and that goes a long way because you don't want someone to like tell you half-assed truth and and not be straight up with you and and tell you how it is because then uh perfect example is our parents our parents don't tell us the truth they don't tell us the honest truth and that kind of hurts us in the future because you know i i don't know i don't know uh we had to pay taxes. <laughs> I don't know. We had to like, yeah. you know, how to, to do everything. Yeah. Like there's a lot of stuff that, that yeah. we don't learn. And, yeah. and, and in my, in my personal case, uh, I know that my parents had a lot of financial, uh, problems growing up, but they just never told us. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and they tell me now like, Oh yeah, we almost couldn't pay the house. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't you like, <laughs> tell us like, maybe we wouldn't have bought all those, you know, Nintendo 64 games, like, <laughs> and, and it's just like, those are things that I wish people were more, like, it's not going to hurt anyone to be a little bit uh, of, uh, I guess, a little more uh, detail about what's really going on, because it kind of helps you prepare for the future, prepare yourself, you really have to deal with it, and it's just not fair to people when you're not being... A hundred percent with anyone because it's just yeah. like it's it's like a to get personal again. Um, my my son's mother like we're separated and we've been separated for a while now, mm-hmm. and it didn't really work out early on. But um, not to put her well, yeah, I am gonna put her on blast. But uh, <laughs> she <laughs> she has a tendency to not know when she makes a mistake, and. Oh. It's and it's a bit, yeah, very, and it's very, uh, it's very frustrating because, um, even if she does know she made a mistake, she does not want to be like, hey, I made it and I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. And that's a problem with a lot of people because I, it's not just a girl thing. I've seen my own guy friends do that too, yeah, and it yeah. sucks because it's like you need to be able to, um, one of the big things that I've been kind of like focused on is like accountability, accountability. I just say sorry. Yeah. And like owning up to your to your mistakes, and and not just like ignoring them, because if you ignore them, you're not really progressing as a person. Nope. And and you're not gonna 